Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. And uh, here we are, nutty November. Uh, day number, I guess it's number six. six of nutty November, episode number 90. So we're getting close to that 100, episode number 100. Yeah, so I started today. I put up my first hint of what kind of stuff is going to be in the giveaway. And so I hope that you're following the blog Facebook page. That's where I'm putting all of this information. And you can kind of get excited about the giveaway. I'm excited about it because I'm excited about giving one of you guys all of this cool stuff. And a lot of it comes from, you know, businesses that my friends run. And that's exciting, too, because I want to tell you about kind of what my friends are doing. Awesome. So, did you say, are people able to sign up now or not? No, the giveaway will launch on the day of our 100th podcast. Oh, the giveaway launches. I thought, so I thought we would do the giveaway then. No, that's when it starts. So, when, does, when do you actually get the stuff? Well, I mean, the giveaway will run for a period of time, and then the winner will get their stuff. See, this was never explained to me. Well... On the podcast is probably not the best place to figure out all these details. I just thought that we communicated better than this. <laughs> it's it's a marriage podcast. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, we'll just uh, just don't worry about a thing. I'm not going to stress over it. it. I, I really I really want to win this though, <laughs> especially if there's cash involved. I'm afraid you're not eligible. Oh. There is no cash so involved. Works? You keep saying there's oh, cash, okay. but employees can't. Employees can't no. be a, okay. All right, no cash, no cash. Um, well, what did you do today? I feel like we haven't seen each other. Today I worked. You worked. Yeah. You wrote. Yes. You wrote stuff down. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what I did today? I feel like today I reached a new low in my mothering. Okay. In motherhood. Okay, I've been a mother for 14 years, Mm -hmm. and today I went to clean out my car. Oh, man. Which... I bet that was a job. Through the years, you know, our car has seen a lot of scary stuff. Uh Uh-huh. But today is the worst that our car has ever been. I don't know if I want to hear about this. I keep a pretty clean car. I went, well, you know, we, it's been a weird few weeks because we had Halloween. It's been really busy. And anyway, after Halloween, all of our stuff just got thrown in the car. We did a trunk or treat. We threw it all in the car. Anyway, but (laughs) I probably shouldn't admit this on the podcast, but when I was cleaning the car, I found not only a (laughs) gallon-sized Ziploc bag <laughs> full of sausage. <laughs> really? Where did you get that? But I also found a tub of pimento cheese. Man, had it exploded? No, oh, everything that, was, that was fine. Good. Thank goodness that it wasn't hot. So in it, was Texas. All, it was all sealed. Yeah, everything yeah, okay. was okay. But I really thought to myself, never in my life. Have I seen this kind of slobbiness no, in our car? That's pitiful, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. I I've been uh, I was taken off I've, I've taken off Mondays a lot, but I've 
I've found that if I just work on my day off, I feel a lot more relaxed. Yeah. You know, you've always been like that. I've just been forcing you to try to take days off. Yeah, I just... But... You just... If, you, if I just have an, If I think, hey, this is my day off and I'm sitting up here where, you know... Getting things done. I'm getting things done. It just, you know, it makes the week seem more productive. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know when I'm going to mow and do stuff. You know, I guess try to work it out on Saturday uh, or Friday afternoon. I don't know. And no one cares. So let's get into our marriage topic uh, for tonight. Uh, so t- we're doing the Nutty November 30 Days to a Deeper Connection. And a lot of a lot of the things about marriage are, they kind of overlap. So you can talk about something and, man, I'm like, can you tell I'm like really sweating? No. I don't know what's going on. Like I had to roll my <laughs> sleeves up. And this is I think this, it was me talking about the car. Yeah, is this a hot flash? Is that? Do you think it's hormonal? I don't know. Does that happen to guys? Like, I have no idea. I'm do, like, do men have hot flashes? I'm sweating. Like the back of my neck is sweating. It's crazy. If you feel like you're burning from the inside out, it's a hot flash. I don't feel that way, but okay. All right. You're actually just sweating. Oh man, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> no one's watching. I might start taking off my clothes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so hot. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about uh, tonight, uh, which you know I'm sure we'll address some of these things in other podcasts, uh, different aspects of it. But um, be willing to learn from one another. Yeah. Be willing, uh, you know, to learn, and you know, in order to learn, one must have a teachable spirit. You're sweating so much. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> like, look at me. <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. Do you want to turn a fan on or something? No, no let's just press through. I mean, I feel like I feel like I've been playing basketball. <laughs> All of a sudden, I just started sweating. I don't know what it is. You look like you're walking around Six Flags. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll take a cold chill, uh, shower after this. But uh, I'm sorry, you. Were all right, saying, so I was, yeah. I was before you started laughing at me. Um, I was saying you have to be teachable, right? And you know, being having a teachable spirit, and um, you know, we want to be that way. But I think we would all say, "Yeah, I want I want the Lord to teach me things that that I that He wants me to know." And yet the instrument many times in our sanctification, in our learning, in our discipleship is going to be our spouse because they're the person that knows us the best and they spend the most time watching us make mistakes. Right. So we have to be willing to not have that sort of pride that we naturally have uh, whenever another sinner tells us that we're doing something wrong and you'd want to throw or that we're not doing something we should be doing or uh, when they tell us something that we didn't know and and we feel embarrassed by the fact that we maybe didn't know that or feel that we should have known that or we feel insecure at that point because how did I not know my whole life, you know, this or that. Whatever yeah. fact, whatever fact that is. What was the other, what was the other thing oh, about the rainbow the other day? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was like, like you had the moment where you were like, 
Oh, bow. Yeah. Yeah, like a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never thought of that. But I surveyed my Sunday school class. Nobody knew that. So obviously it's not something that's talked about a lot in children's Sunday school whenever they're teaching the, the story of Noah. Yeah, so the story of Noah, you have God making a promise that he set his bow in the sky to show that he'll never destroy the earth in that way. And he sets a bow in the sky pointing away from the earth. Right. Yeah, and, that was a that was a mind blower. Yeah. But there's things like that that you've told me. I can't think of any of those things right now except like you need to actually reach down there with the, with the loofah and scrub <laughs> your feet and not just count on the shampoo and the water getting your feet clean. You know, like I had to have my wife explain to me why my feet smelled so bad. But you cured me. You cured me of that. Yeah, that's, Mo- prob- mostly. that's probably the most important thing I've ever taught you. Yeah, there's yeah that. Um, I mean, I can't think of other things, but there's probably a lot of things like that that just have to do with general hygiene. Before, um, before you met me, did you care if your fork touched the table? No, I didn't brush my tongue. Um, <laughs> Basically, it's all about germs that I taught you. Yeah, it's just like you've you've shared with me your paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> thank you. So marriage is is God has designed marriage to be a vehicle through which he can sanctify us. And so I think sometimes we we rail against that a little bit of all the people that we want him to use as a tool to sanctify us. Sometimes our spouse would be the last person that we would choose mm. because it really gets into the area of our own pride. Mm. And it's embarrassing, you know, it's embarrassing whenever you are confronted with your own sin. And sometimes your spouse doesn't even have to say anything. It's just their presence in your life is making you aware that you can't do this or that anymore, mm-hmm. you know, that you were once doing. And so that is, that's probably a source of a lot of conflict in marriage, you know, is the, the way that God sanctifies us through our spouse and it really is i think maybe an indication of our spiritual state how we respond yeah um i think one indication of your spiritual state besides normal things like uh, do you are you hungry for god's word do you want to know what he's like more um are you know are you growing in holiness uh, is that you change. Like right. changing is like a big, like you, if you could look at your life and see that you change. And a lot of times we tend to, th- you know, you tend to think, well, I'm marrying this person because I like them the way they are. Uh, I like me the way I am. And yet over time in a marriage, you're just going to come to these realizations that this way of thinking, this way of talking Whatever it is, it's not good. Right. I don't want to be like this anymore. And, you know, you don't want to make a change in your life and have your spouse say, you know, oh, look at you, you used to do this, and now, you, what, do you think you're too good to do that? now? You know, that you, we don't need to treat each other that way. Right. Um, but it could be that, you, you, I would just say, be, be very um, open to the fact that you're going to change, and she's going to change, and you are hopefully will be spurring one another on 
to make those changes as you're convicted of things that you're not doing by God's design as well as you could be doing them. And, you know, I think we feel convicted. Mainly we're just like sitting alone by ourselves and thinking, man, I wish I was, I wish I would stop doing this or I wish I didn't have a desire to do this or whatever it might be. Yeah. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, so the, the, I think we, hopefully, your presence in your spouse's life is having that kind of effect. Right. Where your your good example and your desires to do things that um, God is leading you to do will be a conviction to the other person who is different than you in gifting, in um, talents, in viewpoint, in the way that they perceive things, in the way that they process information, and they'll say, "Ah, you know, I." I've, I haven't really thought about it this way, but yeah, I need to do this or that. So that's being kind of vague because I can't think of specific examples of that. But I know that happens all the time where a lot of the things I'll do is in a reaction to something that I've seen you doing that I feel like makes me better. Yeah, I, I a few years ago heard a woman speaking um, about that very thing and she was talking about her cell phone. And she said that she became convicted about how much she looked at her cell phone um, by the fact that her husband, when she would approach him, would immediately put down his cell phone Hmm. and would give her his undivided attention. And she said, he never said a word to me about it. He never, um, you know, nagged me about it or... Or told me I should put down my phone, but just the fact that he was behaving that way with his phone convicted me that I should be more like that. And I think that's probably the most effective way for a husband and wife to sanctify each other in marriage is not by nagging or preaching. Although there are are sometimes whenever you, maybe you need to say something. When you need to nag, mama gonna nag. (laughs) Nagger's gonna nag, y'all. But I think the... I think it's it can be maybe more of a work of the spirit mm-hmm. if you are just patient and you're you're following the prompting the Holy Spirit's promptings in your own life and a lot of times God can use that to mm-hmm. convict and change and improve you know your and, spouse as well and to do that in a really gentle way so I think that that kind of way we should be caring for one another going back to your challenge last night of be nice. You know, if we're, if we're being nice and caring and loving towards one another, you know, um, the scripture says that the kindness or the goodness of God leads us to repentance. The change occurs, the turning around occurs because of God's kindness. And that works the same way in our marriages as we're being sanctified. So be willing to learn from one another. Um, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. Uh, we say as, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. But it works. It works in your marriage too. Yeah. That uh, if you're, you know, uh, strong in the Lord, and you're, you, you know, you're constantly making each other better, sharper. Um, you know that you're going to be a, a force. You're going to make hell tremble. <laughs> you're a force to be reckoned with. You'll be the one that the demons don't want to mess with. You know. Um, well, you know, I would say that early in our marriage. You know, Chad Chad has always taught me a lot about the Bible and about doctrine and theology and 
early in our marriage, I wasn't really that interested in it, you know? I mean, I would listen, and then I would move on with life, you know? But the more he talked, the more I learned, the more I grew in my faith. And, you know, the way that, that you have always taught me, you know, by taking the time to talk to me about these things, mm-hmm. has really, really revolutionized my my life as a Christian. Mm. And I wouldn't say that I was necessarily super willing even to learn. It's just that you were talking and I was listening. And so I was learning by default. And then the more I learned, the more God used all these things you were teaching me to really, you know, sanctify me in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like getting it on your radar. I think you just get stuff on your radar. And and then eventually you... "Ah, when, When you come across the question... And you know that you you have a pretty good idea of where to go get the answer. You know that helps. I mean, we just and I'm not doing that for any purpose. Maybe maybe sometimes just talking about something just because I was interested in it. And um, but that's good. So I think you know, learn from each other. Um, uh, be be expect if you're not married and you're and you're about to be married or uh, you're in your early stages of marriage. Be, be willing to be taught and know that the marriage, you're going to learn a lot in your marriage. And that will, um, I think that leads to a much deeper connection when you think of each other that way as, as teachers and students in your marriage. I agree. So, well, all right. Well, it's been a good um, podcast. Thanks for listening. And we will be back tomorrow. Back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye.